This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on June the 10th, 2021, and we have one major article that we wanted to cover during this podcast to do with Craig's analysis on Hudson's Bay downsizing downtown flagships across Canada. And of course, Craig is all about Canadian retail, and the Hudson Bay is quintessentially Canadian retail across Canada, legacy-wise, and reputation, everything. So, Craig, let's hop into this. Let's let's do it. Let's talk about Hudson's Bay. Yeah, and again, I don't know of a Canadian that doesn't know about Hudson Bay. Like it's been around for centuries. Um, back in the fur trade, 1670s, when it started, and in current day is where our analysis article is focused on. There's four key players that we should probably talk about to make sure everyone is kind of on the same page on that. Because again, like I, there's the Hudson's Bay that everyone knows about, but then there's also the Hudson's Bay Company, the HBC Properties and Investments, as well as Streetworks Development. So let's kind of talk about those because that may be new for <laughs> folks. Sometimes I get confused too. Yeah, uh, I know. It seems, it seems like one company just grew into many. Yeah. Um, so the Hudson Bay Company is, it's the large entity that has other companies under it. Okay. That includes Hudson's Bay, which is the Canadian department store chain that we know. Mm. Uh, as well as, of course, the online website. Right. Um, there's Saks Fifth Avenue, which is from New York mm. City on Fifth Avenue, has right. three stores in Canada and I think about 45 in the United States right. and used to have some other in other countries. I don't think they do anymore. A Saks Off Fifth is another division, which is an off-price division, which means you can get stuff cheaper than in the main stores. Mm. Uh, kind of like a Winners, Marshalls, Nordstrom Rack. Right. Um, and the Hudson Bay Company used to have other uh, brands as well, uh, Lord & Taylor stores, which don't exist anymore, a bunch of um, department stores in Europe, I won't name them all, uh, and Home Outfitters in Canada was a furniture retailer. You asked about Hudson Bay Company Properties and Investments. It's yep. a real estate development arm that uh, was formed by the Hudson Bay Company to uh, uh, strategize and potentially develop some of the properties that uh, Hudson's Bay Company owns or has the ability to develop. And Streetworks Development is a company which uh, the Hudson Bay Company acquired, I think it was last year. It had been in existence, I think, for about 40 years. And is, uh, I don't want to say a consultancy, but it's a company that conceptualizes um, spaces mm-hmm. that are multi-use uh, and are hopefully entertaining as well, I guess you would say. So it, it's mm. kind of a, a development arm, which... Uh, uh, looks at property and says, what can we do to make it better or expand it or intensify mm. it with density? And that makes sense from a business perspective, but the the Hudson's Bay is quite entrenched in the Canadian culture, Canadian heritage. So I was wondering what your thought was from the general Canadian public or citizenship wise, because most Canadians coast to coast have positive experiences with the brand, buying gifts for special occasions or even just being in the store. Um, so, or even just going by it and having this monolith of, of a store in its downtown core. So what is your thought on the perceived, um, loss of, of heritage or culture with a redevelopment of this nature that may be perceived? Yeah. And I don't know if they would lose, if if Hudson's Bay would lose its heritage through the redevelopment specifically. I mean, I think it really does come down to money. Uh, it's a situation where we're talking about the redevelopment of the downtown Hudson's Bay flagship stores. Uh, uh, the company really is looking at these large buildings in downtowns and, and these are 
for the most part, good downtowns. You know, they're they're vibrant, unlike you know many of the American downtowns that they're we see. Good locations. Uh, it's an opportunity to create density, to look at different uses, uh, and to really, like I said, make money off of the properties while hopefully creating a department mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. that'll be smaller that that has an experience that will make consumers want to go there or to shop on the website. However, consumers want to shop, basically. So. Um, you know, the Hudson Bay stores will still continue to exist, but uh, in the downtowns in Canada, but they will be smaller than, uh, you know, we have known them. Some of these stores have been absolutely gigantic or still are. And there's a lot of companies in Canada that are just trying to stay alive because of COVID right now. And they're restructuring and filing for bankruptcy protection and all that kind of good stuff. But um, when you take a look at Hudson's Bay and the redevelopment plans that are kind of emerging, is it a situation where it's dire and they're just trying to grapple towards staying alive and staying viable? Or is it just part of the evolution to try to stay relevant and grow? Um, well, maybe to a degree. I mean, certainly they're looking at being viable as as a retailer, I would think. Uh, um, and hopefully not going down the path of Sears, which has kind of moved into a bit of an oblivion, you know, as consumers didn't seem to be as interested in shopping yeah. there as they had in decades yeah. past. Poor Sears. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. you know, at the same time, I think that the Hudson Bay Company is really, you know, using this as a real estate play and are saying, how can we make money off of our properties? Uh, um, well, also, you know, in the case of uh, Calgary, uh, which uh, will, I think, have two levels uh, that may include... Uh, almost a warehouse for products that can be shipped around probably the Calgary market or Alberta um, using the real estate for that purpose. But, uh, you know, we may see, well, we will in Montreal see an office building at the back of the Hudson Bay store, perhaps a residential building in Vancouver. Who knows? I mean, that's me speculating. I don't have any insight there yet, but uh, uh, I think it is a way to make money off these properties and to look at various different uses that uh, will make these buildings more than just a retail store. And in the article, we did touch upon the downtown Toronto, downtown Vancouver, downtown Montreal, which makes sense because of the space and those hot marketplaces. But in the article, we did touch upon other cities besides those three downtowns. So is there any that you want to expand upon and kind of go into a little bit during the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at different markets, um, Ottawa, I'm not sure what to the Hudson Bay company would do with that building. Um, it's got multiple retail floors. Uh, um, it's contained kind of mid block. It doesn't have a corner location, but it is quite large. It's, it's over 300,000 square feet. I think 335,000 square feet is what I had in one document. Um, it's across from the CF Rideau center, which should be, you know, the top shopping center in the Ottawa region. I would say there could yeah. be an opportunity to redevelop that. Uh, Winnipeg, we talked about it. I mean, Everyone basically agrees it's a white elephant at this point in terms of it, it's sitting there. It has no real value, unfortunately. The, the building is stunning. If you look at the outside of it, it's, I think, one of the most architecturally beautiful buildings in Canada. But it's unfortunately in downtown Winnipeg, which lacks vibrancy and uh, uh, you know doesn't seem to have the consumer base to have supported a 655,000 yeah. square foot department store. Or it was about 200,000 or even less, I think, by the time that it had closed. Um, so is someone else is going to deal with that? The Hudson Bay company is not going to be dealing with the Winnipeg store for its redevelopment, certainly as a development partner. Um, other cities, well, I talked about some of the smaller cities. I mean, in years past, and these are all stores I had been to, I mean, downtown Edmonton has closed, uh, um, Saskatoon store moved into Midtown Plaza when Eaton's left in 1999, uh, Regina, same thing. When I lived in Saskatchewan, used to go to the big 
what was fairly big downtown Regina, Hudson's Bay store. It was a big standalone building. And then when Eaton's again closed, Hudson's Bay said, yeah, this is a better location for us. They moved to the Cornwall Center, which is a shopping center in downtown Regina. Downtown Regina. And yeah. uh, then the rest is history. Victoria, same thing. Uh, had a big standalone store. I think it was on Douglas Street and moved over to the old Eaton store in the Eaton Center, Victoria. And then it was renamed the Bay Center, Victoria. So if the Hudson Bay store was ever to leave downtown Victoria, maybe the Bay Center would be renamed again. Who knows? Well, in the article, we did mention a couple um, kind of landlord agreements that are with, let's say, Cadillac Fairview and Rio Can. But uh, how does that complicate um, redevelopment plans when it comes to buildings that aren't exclusively or wholly owned by the the Hudson's Bay Company? Well, Rio Can has come in as a development partner, so I would expect it would have an equity uh, position from ownership of some of these stores, uh, including some suburban hey. locations. I, I listed a few of those uh, mm-hmm. uh, where there is a partnership. Um, we don't know what percentage they're owned, but I know with the Montreal store, it was revealed that about 80% uh, is Hudson's Bay owned, 20% Rio Can. And, and with that, the de- redevelopment of that store is going to be about 80% of the money coming from Hudson's Bay to redevelop it and about 20% from Rio Can. So Rio Can, I'm sure anyone listening here knows who they are, but, you know, major development company based out of Toronto that uh, has all yes. kinds of properties uh, across the country uh, and uh, a lot of retail, you know, big box retail, whatnot. They started focusing on uh, uh, urban areas, primarily really just Toronto, I would say, for the most part. And uh, Rio Can's even gotten into residential development through its uh, Rio Can Living Division, which makes me wonder if we'll see some residential mm. development in the, with these Bay stores that are happening. In Montreal, they didn't announce any residential. Yeah. You asked about Cadillac Fairview. Well, I mean, I speculated in the article that there could be a potential. It wasn't mm. a speculation to say there's a potential, but there is a potential certainly with the um, downtown Toronto uh, Hudson's Bay store. It used to be Simpsons eons ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, there could be a redevelopment play there where they would partner with that. Who knows? But uh, certainly, uh, you know, it was speculation. But I, I don't think I actually mentioned in the article that in years past, there was certainly talks and even design to, um, I don't know, but we would call it redevelop. Well, I guess it would be a redevelopment of that store. They were looking at putting a tower uh, on site uh, uh, that didn't come to fruition. I mean, there's always talk and plans that never happen. It's just, it's just the way real estate works. But uh, something could happen. Who knows if they can make it work? I mean, it's it's tough. It, it's an, you know the Bay Store down on Queen Street, uh, yeah. the Simpsons Department Store was built in phases. It's quite old. Um, I think when they were excavating for the Pusateri's Grocery Store, they hit a, this part of the subway line, kind of the concrete that was there. I, somebody told me they found artifacts, uh, indigenous artifacts. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's all true there with that, but. Um, you know, it, it could wow. be tough to put a tower there. I have no idea. Yeah. This is something you'd have to ask an engineer. I'm not an expert in that area, but, and I'd be really curious to talk yeah. to you know, a, a pretty <laughs> experienced engineer on, on what could be done in terms of, say, putting a tower on the Vancouver store. Cause, um, you know, I, I don't know that stuff, you know, that's something mm. and you really want a good engineer to answer yeah. that cause you don't want something falling over. No, right of course. The tower. <laughs> well, and uh, the other thing is that uh, like a lot of people have a passion about history, a passion about heritage, right? And then they're looking at redevelopment of Hudson's Bay and there's always a, a nostalgia or a concern about losing something that is dear to people. So like with a lot of the business of retail and all that kind of stuff that's going into these decisions do you think that there's anything like going to be lost or bad about 
the actual redevelopment from um, a loss of that integrity or history? Well, it's probably too soon to say something would be quote unquote bad, and I wouldn't want to use that word anyways. Uh, I mean, it's it's a decision that the company is making to downsize the amount of retail space within these flagships. So uh, on the one hand, I, 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 it sounds like these stores will see significant renovations uh, that they'll be brought in line with, I guess, more contemporary technologies. The stores would act as showrooms uh, for products and whatnot. Uh, and they're saying would be highly experiential, or I don't know about highly, but you know certainly experiential. There'll be uh, uh, opportunities to integrate with the website in the store. We don't have a ton of details. These are just kind of initial things that we've been told around what the future plans are for these flagships. Yeah, uh, I, I hope that you know Hudson's based strategy for Canada is is going to be productive and successful because I do not want to see Hudson's Bay go the way of Eaton's and Woodward's and Simpsons and Sears Canada and Target, that was a different story. But, uh, you know, I, I really do want to see the the company succeed as a retailer. And, and I really hope it does. And, and perhaps the strategy that they have right now in terms of creating smaller uh, stores that integrate with the website and have some experiences, whatever those will be, maybe it'll work. And I hope it does. I, I really do, because I'm obviously not the decision maker for for the Hudson Bay Company with, with what they're doing with their stores right now. But at the same time, I see this lost opportunity to create these incredible, gigantic spaces that are almost entertainment centers. I mean, I think West Edmonton Mall kind of got some stuff right in terms of, you know, and the, the malls that they own as well, you know, integrating entertainment with with retail because it's a place for people to go. And, and I do really hope that uh, Hudson's Bay is successful with this model. Uh, I'll be cheering yeah. for them because I'm very much a person that supports downtowns. Uh, I'm a person who supports department stores, which really there aren't that many left, unfortunately. And uh, and I really just hope that the future of uh, Hudson's Bay in Canada is a bright one. Uh, they may have fewer stores, perhaps substantially less, but uh, those stores hopefully will be better. And uh, if I want to have that amazing, uh, gigantic department store experience, I'm going to have to buy a plane ticket and go somewhere in Europe or uh, somewhere in Asia. So when we can travel again after this pandemic... Uh, you may see some Instagram posts from Oxford Street in London. Woohoo! <laughs> well, thank you very much for going through this article that you're obviously very passionate about. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning. And it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day, as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening. And Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Thank you so much, everyone for listening. Take care and bye for now.